So this year, I'm really focused on my health, sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out right now, and they're one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. They don't use any seed oils, no preservatives or toxins in their supplements. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and they're super easy to take when you're on the go. They also taste good. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. My routine, I have my eggs in the morning, I take a Symbiotica and I'm ready to take on the day, hit the gym, I'm more alert, I just feel good. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use Bachelor for 15% off your subscription order. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, I'm Allie and welcome to Bachelor Happy Hour. Rachel couldn't be here this week, which I'm so bummed about, but I'm not really that bummed because she just got married over the weekend. I am so, so happy for her and Brian. They are just the most amazing couple and now they are husband and wife and we are sending them so much love. I hope they're basking in their newlywed uh, glow right now. And I can't wait when she gets back because she'll be telling us all about the wedding. So I am riding solo today, holding down the fort with our guests. But you know what, Rachel, we miss you. Come back soon um, because it's just not the same without you. But thank you to all of you for tuning in today and for tuning in last week to our podcast with Demi and Nicole. It was really interesting to get Nicole's view on everything that went down uh, with a fight that happened last week and all of that. And oh my gosh, to sit down and chat with Demi It just was really special. I'm so proud of her. She's an inspiration to me, and I know so many others out there. So if you guys didn't get a chance to listen to that podcast, I really encourage you to go back and listen to it because she is just an incredible human being. But today, we've got a great podcast for you guys. We are talking to Chris and Crystal. Um, you, You know, we all saw them get together on last season of Bachelor in Paradise and get engaged. But tomorrow night, we are going to get to see their relationship come full circle because they are getting married on tomorrow night's episode. Plus, we are going to get an inside look to their fabulous wedding on the podcast today from Matt Stell. Um, if you guys don't know who Matt Stell is, he is 
an amazing country artist who actually plays um, as Crystal walks down the aisle um, in the wedding that we're going to see tomorrow night. So we're going to talk to him about that. And I'm hearing, unfortunately, I don't ever like to hear that there's drama going on at a wedding, um, but I'm hearing there is some drama that went down at the reception. So I'm going to be talking to Crystal and Chris all about that. But first, there's this. Hey guys, okay, we are so excited to have a very special guest joining us today. Um, so on tonight's Bachelor in Paradise, we're going to see Crystal walk down the aisle to Chris. I love weddings. I'm so excited to see it. And we, right now, are very, very lucky because we are joined by singer-songwriter Matt Stell, and he's the one who set the tone for the entire ceremony with his original music at the wedding. Welcome, Matt. Oh, so happy to be here. How are y'all doing? Oh my gosh, so great. So I got to tell you, you're, you are just such an incredible, I mean, I don't need to tell you this, you know this, incredible singer, songwriter. I mean, I've watched, <laughs> I've, you know, heard your music, I've watched your videos, um, and I feel like you've got this incredible army of fans that just know you and love your music. But for anyone who hasn't heard your music before, what can you tell us about yourself? Well, you know, I, I came up in, uh, I grew up sort of in, in Arkansas and Florida. And uh, so the, anything I come, I do music wise kind of comes out sounding like country music, uh, just without, without trying too hard. But, um, you know, my music is, is uh, typically just trying to tell some kind of truth, you know, in, in, in the only way that I know how, which is just uh, trying to have a unique uh, voice in doing it. So, and then luckily that uh, translated into uh, fitting pretty well into a, uh, into the wedding uh, that we were that we we're about to talk about for sure. Can I talk real quick though how you got into music because I find it so interesting. Did I read that you were actually accepted into Harvard? Well, sort of. Yeah. So I was um, I was accepted into a Harvard's extension school for a, a pre medical program. I thought I'd moved to Nashville. This is kind of starting. Um, just trying to make a long story less. <laughs> A really long story, just a little bit long, but um, <laughs> I, I was, yeah, I, I was in Nashville and I was writing songs and um, I uh, ended up going on a, a medical missions trip uh, with uh, my fiance and, and worked alongside some doctors and I uh, just thought, man, maybe that's what I would do uh, if I wasn't going to play music. So I applied to this program and I got in and so, yeah, I was definitely at a fork in the road for sure. So basically, you're telling me you're an underachiever. <laughs> <I'm totally laughs> uh, well, that's an incredible story. So, how did this come about? I've got to figure out how you came into this with uh, Crystal and Chris's wedding. How did you get involved? Well, I got involved. Just you know, there's a lot of times there's relationships uh, behind the scenes with people. With the, the show was looking for some music that they thought might fit, and I know that the the couple was uh, involved in that as well, and trying to find something that they thought might. Uh, I kind of captured the moment, and then on top of that, they were uh, nice enough to ask me to come down and play it for them live uh, during the ceremony. So, um, it was, what song is it? Because is it "Pray for You"? Yeah, it's my it's my single right now. Oh my gosh! When I watch, I'm going to have to have a big like multiple things of tissues next to me because that song is so beautiful and just I cannot oh. wait to see her walk down the aisle to your song um so I, I've got to ask you now are you a Bachelor Nation fan I come from an athletic background like I, I played I played sports I played basketball in college and all through my life and so I knew that uh the bachelors and bachelor and bachelor in paradise are very important to uh, a lot of my friends especially my uh, uh girlfriends and so I 
treated it just like I would any other uh, sport. And I, I uh, got me a scouting report and I tried to catch up and understand. I, I, I tried to get familiar uh, with what was going on because I know that, uh, uh, it's it's very important to a lot of folks. There's a there's a lot to catch up on. Well, now I know you're going to be <laughs> yeah. watching every episode of every season. You're hooked hey, now. Um, hey, it's for- pretty captivating. Yeah, it's, it's pretty it's, it's pretty interesting. It really is. And as you can see, real relationships happen out of the show. As you know, you played for one of the couples at their wedding. Have you played a wedding before? Oh yeah, I've I've um I've been been uh, fortunate enough to be able to play this song um, in particular at. At a handful of weddings of, of friends of mine and and uh, and family and things like that, so uh, it, it was a it was a special moment. It was I, I have to say it was quite a bit different uh, doing it at there at, at other weddings and and then this special paradise wedding because it's you know it's produced for TV, so you've got all these uh, you know the folks there and you got all these cameras going around and it's it's a totally different vibe and it's it's uh, it was really cool, really different. So what, what what was the vibe? Can you tell us a little bit? What can we expect? You would expect what a wedding is, you know, the trappings of a normal wedding. Um, but then, you know, of course, it's got, uh, you know, there's this beautiful set. There's Bachelor in Paradise. Is, is They're not underselling it. It is in paradise. It's, it's beautiful um, setting and, and location and everything like that. So um, you're going to see, uh, yeah, you're going to see a, a, an, an army of, uh, bridesmaids and, and groomsmen and standing up there and uh you're gonna see uh chris and crystal um uh making a real connection up there even though there's a lot of uh, tv cameras whirling around and a lot of uh, uh things like that so it was it was i was interesting to me to see how how it could be um you know kind of a, an intimate and a uh, an organic feeling uh event even though it was having to be you know produced for tv because uh, you know you kind of wonder well is it does that make it sort of staged or anything like that? But I didn't really get that feeling at all. Honestly, that's the magic of The Bachelor. It's one thing that this show and the producers and team are so are so good at is that they are very good at making you not even realize all the cameras are there. So I've heard, and I even hate to say this because obviously it was a wedding and it was beautiful. There are some rumors out there that there was some drama that went down at the reception. Did you hang around or were you there just for the ceremony and then you sort of had to jet or did you see yeah. anything go down? Yeah, I had to get in and get out, but uh, I, I kind of, as we were headed to, we had to leave really early the next morning. And as we were uh, leaving the next morning, I, I kind of heard some, some whispers along those uh, lines, but I, I don't have any details, unfortunately for anybody. Ah, uh, I'll have to, I'll have to see if I can get something out of Chris and Crystal. Um, so I want to talk about your song, Pray For You. What inspired that song? Because I, you know, I've listened to it multiple times and it's just such a beautiful song. Was that inspired by your fiance? In a way it was. Um, we, so really the story goes, uh, me and, and my two friends that I co-wrote the song with, um, we kind of, we came together and, and one, of, one of them, Allison Bells, who's a, one of my best friends and a great songwriter. Uh, Allison was running a little behind and she called uh, Ash and I and was like, hey, I'm running behind, but I got this idea. And she came into the office and she was like, you know, had the kind of the last couple lines of what's now the chorus um, and she, because she had just met, uh, who is now her husband, had met him about a week before. So she was kind of in that headspace. And, um, and so she laid those, like, didn't know you from Adam more than I could fathom, but I prayed for you. And we, um, we just kind of took that and ran with it. And uh, we kind of all in, injected uh, our experiences and relationships um, along the way. And I always think about writing songs as, as writing about, you know, like, like writing characters in a song more, more so than just 
always me singing it, but this, this song is about a guy who's a lot like me, who's a lot luckier than he deserves, um, not only in relationships, but just also in, in school and life and family and everything like that. So, you know, the song is really talking about a relationship, but it's also talking about kind of persevering and sticking out um, through uh, the tough times to just give an opportunity for good things to happen. So that was kind of the genesis of the song. It's such a beautiful song for everybody listening, you know, go ahead, Google it, check it out. It's so, so beautiful. Um, I think you guys are going to love it. So what, what's going on for you next? What's next for you? Uh, next for me is a lot of touring. Um, I, I'm lucky enough to get to go on tour with uh, Chris Young and Eli Young band this fall, um, sort of all over the country. And, and that's going to last for uh, most of this year and maybe into the next year a little bit. And um, and then interspersed with that, I've got uh, other just shows and things like, like that. Like I'm headed to Birmingham here in just a minute uh, to play oh, a show for Ronald McDonald House, which I'm really excited about, um, nice. a fundraiser for them. And, um, yeah, so a lot of touring. And then when I'm back in Nashville, uh, pretty much I'm, I'm riding every day. So I'm, I'm in a good place for sure. Okay, Matt, I actually just heard that we have Crystal and Chris on the line. Hey, Crystal and Chris. Hey, guys. What's going on? What's up? What's up, Matt? Yeah, have you guys seen each other since the wedding? I'm guessing not. Nah. No. (laughs) No, we haven't. Oh, my God. Uh, Belated congratulations. Thank you, man. Thank Thank you for uh, performing at our wedding. We appreciate it. Oh, man. Glad to be there, for sure. What What a cool night. You guys, uh, Crystal and Chris, what was that like, that moment walking down the wedding? Because I remember the moment of myself walking down the wedding as a bride and having, you know, a beautiful song play. What was that like for you? I will say that it was a little bit of an out-of-body experience. (laughs) But throughout the whole weekend, I will say that was the calmest moment I felt was walking down the aisle and then standing there with Chris. Mm. So it was really not what I, I thought I'd be a little more nervous, but I was so calm, so peaceful, and just so happy to be there. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, Matt, I'm sure that uh, you have places to go, things to do. Your schedule is very busy. So I want to say thank you so much for taking the time and joining us. Oh, thanks so much for having me. So we will let you jet off. You have a lot going on. Have fun in Birmingham. Um, and everyone, please make sure to check out Matt Stell on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever else you listen to your music. And Crystal and Chris, hang tight because we're going to take a quick break. But when we get back, we're talking all things about your wedding and how how merry life has been going, so don't go anywhere. Welcome back, everybody. We have the newlyweds, Crystal and Chris, on the line, and we have so much to talk about with them. Hi, guys. How are you? Hi, Hi. We're so good. So I got to ask right off the bat, how's married life? Married life is good. Uh, you know, honestly, it still hasn't hit yet. I think when the actual episode airs now and we watch it back. I think it's going to hit even more, but, um, but it's been great. I mean, honestly, there's been uh, a few things that have changed uh, since we've got married. I think the biggest thing Crystal always talks about it is you just feel like more secure now, like you feel together as one and um, it just like feels stronger than ever. So it's really been going well. Aww. What about you, Crystal? Has anything changed for you? Yeah, I think just, you know, because when you meet on a dating TV show, <laughs> you're kind of unsure of, is this the real thing? And for Chris and I, we definitely spent the first six months of our engagement going back to regular dating. 
to see how we would be in the real world. I mean, our first date, we were engaged three months, you know? And so when we were like, let's do this, we're committed, let's jump in. I love you so much and can't imagine a different person in my life. And so saying I do and making that commitment to one another, I just feel like our relationship is in a completely different transcended state where we are a team, we are have each other's back no matter what. And honestly, I would say for the first time in my life, I really feel, I feel really safe. And I didn't experience that a lot growing up being with a single mom. And it's so great to have a strong man, you know, head of the house. So, and Wayne and Chucky, my dogs love him. So, it's so good. <laughs> very, it's so very good. important. Of course. I like what you said about how you went back to regular dating. Cause I've always wondered, like, I know on the bachelor and the bachelorette, like I always say on that show, you like fall in lust more on the show. And then you really mm-hmm. get to know the person and fall in love after the show. Did you kind of feel like that's how it was for you on paradise? Um, I would say, yeah. I mean, it, everything's so heightened and escalated in paradise that outside of really getting to know someone, because you do get to know someone so much in that amount of time, but it is nice to kind of take a step back and do the easier things like doing the basic dating, because you kind of hit every hard point in paradise. And when you get out of there, you kind of want to take a step back and do the things that start and begin a relationship kind of in the real world. So yeah, I feel like doing the dating and doing the normal stuff and just kind of blocking everything out really helps put focus and attention on where things matter in the relationship. Right. It's like we can talk about kids and our future in paradise, but let's see if we like getting coffee together. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's fun. It's, it's interesting because I've always you know, being in the, I've never been to paradise, so I don't know what it's like there. So it's interesting to hear your guys take, cause I've always felt like you get to know people better in paradise than you do on the bachelor and bachelorette. you get to spend more time together in paradise. Um, but it's interesting to hear you guys say like that the real love sort of happened afterwards, but we'll walk us through your experience in bachelor in paradise. Um, you know, did you think you'd end up here? I would say that we, Chris and I both came to paradise with, no expectations. I honestly didn't even want a boyfriend. I was like, I just felt that, you know, I didn't have the best time on The Bachelor. And I I felt that I wasn't able to express who I was. And I really wanted an opportunity to just be me. Mm -hmm. And I, I wanted a second chance for myself. And so I felt that I personally needed to focus on me. Um, and I wasn't ready for a relationship. And Chris and I connected on day two, uh, talking in the pool, I remember this so vividly and immediately we just kind of started talking about our childhood and how we both realized we were, our fathers weren't a part of our lives. We were raised by single moms and that instantly made me draw myself to Chris because I'd never, I'd always dated people with like perfect families um, in order to feel a little more full and worthy myself. And so I was really connected to someone with a similar past as me to really understand me and so it was really a friendship that blossomed into into love I actually kind of love that you said that you weren't looking necessary for love going in because one of my favorite quotes and I might butcher this so forgive me but it's something like if you're looking for the love of your life stop they'll find you when you start doing the things you love so I like that you said like I went in focused on me because 
I, I, I do think that people got to see a different side of you, Crystal, in Paradise, because you, you kind of got a rough edit <laughs> on your season when you were in The Bachelor, <laughs> right? So you, I mean, yeah. It was, it, and it wasn't just a rough edit. It was, a, it was a rough time. It was a rough experience. And what I've done, what I've been on this little journey since, you know, for the last two years now, has been like what went wrong and what happened was I was in an environment that really triggered a lot of deep wounds um, of trust, of lack of safety, scarcity, uh, fear. That really just really triggered me in in deep ways. And so coming out of the bathroom, watching that back, it was a really intense experience. And I remember just receiving a lot of negativity. But I chose to look at it as feedback, as constructive feedback in order for me to improve and grow. Because as a coach, that's how I grow is through feedback. And so I spent that time prepping for paradise, really focused on me. Like I took the entire month before paradise, literally didn't even work. Just, just uh, pouring into myself and making sure that I could be the best person I could be. And so I just stumbled upon love. I stumbled upon Chris. He totally took me by surprise. And, you know, there was even a moment where we really connected um, with Chris having a difficult time in paradise. And I saw in him, um, me, I saw in him, me, me struggling like I did on the bachelor. And I wanted to be the person that I wish I had on that show. And I wanted to see what he would do with that feedback and advice I gave him. And he, he took it and applied it. And that's the, literally the most important quality in a man I look for. And he really stole my heart because of it. I love that so much. It's great that you guys were able to bond over that shared experience that you guys had had. Um, can I, was, it's funny because you say you kind of stumbled upon each other. Was that actually the first time you talked or met? Because I feel like in Bachelor in Paradise, we see a lot of people sliding into each other's DMs before the show <laughs> even starts. Was that actually the first time you guys had connected? No, I mean, we actually, we met at Stagecoach. Oh so. my gosh, no! <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, too perfect. Okay, please no, tell but, me more. No, 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 but it also, no, I'm actually kidding. No, He's but funny. uh, uh it was, uh, Crystal wasn't even on my like a central radar when I was speaking with producers and you know you're getting prepped to go down there so I mean completely caught me by surprise and uh, I stumbled upon love as well because I kind of was in the same boat with really no expectations and not really thinking anything would come out of it and um, I mean here we are now a year later married married and there's there's married. sirens going on in the background they're like woohoo yeah crystal and chris um so exactly. so i gotta ask though but i want to get more into your guys wedding in a second but i gotta ask because you guys did meet each other on paradise you know not knowing each other before but one of the big sort of themes this season is that everybody is hooking up via social media before going on the show what do you guys think about that i mean it kind of takes away from like the surprise factor um, in paradise. I mean, cause if you have someone on your mind that you've seen on TV or you've kind of maybe scrolled through their Instagram or whatever, uh, there's like that kind of surprise factor and, and that, that moment where it's finally happening, where you're getting to meet that person where they walk down and there they are. Um, but now it's like kind of premeditated in a sense. And it kind of takes away from like the authenticity of, the beginning of the relationship, which is why paradise is so cool because you get to really form a bond and a relationship in a short amount of time. 
And so, I mean, you know, but it's hard because we have so much access now that it's kind of different. And so it's really hard to say what is right and what is wrong. But for me, I kind of like surprises and kind of like being thrown off. And so like Crystal, for instance, she came down, had never met her in person, never knew kind of what she looked like in real life. So, I mean, it it, it threw me off. So that's kind of what I enjoyed in it. And I gravitated to that. Yeah. What about you, Crystal? Yeah, I think that um, Chris makes a point that, that we just have so much so much accessibility. And I think it's exciting. And there's something really alluring about staying within the Bachelor Nation family because we've been through this process. Like, it's really hard to understand and for friends and family, for people who haven't gone through it. So there's something really alluring to connecting with shared experiences. But I, I agree that it does take away the authenticity. And I think that we see that it actually backfires um, on this season of mm-hmm. Bachelor in Paradise. And we've seen it multiple times. It actually backfires um, connecting prior to the show. And on a you know personal level, I think there's something so special. And what I'm so grateful for is that mine and Chris's first kiss, first I love you's, first time meeting is all documented. And yeah. that to me is, I really cherish that. Yeah, I talked to actually Rachel um, Lindsay uh, about that. Rachel Lindsay, like how you say this, this is her podcast. Everybody knows who she is. Um, But (laughs) Rachel and I have talked about that, about how like how cool it is that she and Brian, you know, they're now married and they have the very first time they laid eyes on each other on film. Um, So it's really cool. You guys have that, too. Will you you let your kids watch one day like your story (laughs) unfold on Paradise? Yeah, they can watch Paradise, not The Bachelor and The Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's backtrack. Lock it up. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess, so, so there are kids in your future. You guys want little ones? Oh, 100%. How that's, soon? That's, that's a given. Uh, probably, I mean, she wants to buy 33 years old, so we got a couple years. Okay. All right. Okay. So you guys Let have planned this out. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, uh, that, we, that's we what Chris said. So, <laughs> So what I want, Allie, is I really want to spend the rest of the year um, finishing work. And honestly, Chris and I have been really working on ourselves because, you know, with our past and um, being together, we've really identified just some areas where we can really grow. And it's really important for us before we have children that we really work on ourselves and really build this relationship so strong and we can become better people because we're together so we are really working as a team to really grow um, throughout the rest of the year before we start trying for a family, I hope, in early 2020. Good for you. You know, that's, that, that is like such a smart answer. I don't even know how... I don't even know how else to say it. It's just that's like a really level-headed, smart answer, and I appreciate that. No wonder you're a life coach. I need to call you up next time I'm struggling with something. Let's backtrack. Girl, I will second. give you my number. Okay, <laughs> good, good, good. Uh, let's backtrack a little bit. Um, so you guys got engaged on the show. We all saw it. Um, how uh, how quickly after the show and the engagement did you guys actually move in together? Was it right away, or did you take some time? Uh, no, we, we took some time. Uh so we got done wrapping at the end of June, and uh, we both went back to uh, our respective places where we live. She lived in San Diego. I lived in Orlando, Florida. And um, it wasn't until September where I came over, actually the last week that Paradise was airing, to come over here in her 300-square-foot bungalow. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we decided to, to see kind of how it was being together and to see what it would be like for a little bit if we could take that next step and actually move in with one another to a new place. 
And um, that's kind of where it all began. And, and knowing that we could be together with each other in a 300 square foot place, we knew that we could manifest and, and get into a bigger place and live together. Well, and the thing was, Allie, Chris was just visiting. <laughs> and he ended up staying and <laughs> living with me. Oh, for, so he never left. So he never left. No, he showed up. Oh, and, my gosh. Uh, yeah, I love and, that. And what it kind of was, was we weren't really sure what was going to happen, but we just knew we needed to be together to explore it. And it was it was so fun. It's actually almost his one year anniversary of moving to San Diego. And this was our thing where like we did long distance for three months. We're like, hey, if we're going to be in it, we need to be together and explore it. And I really admire and appreciate Chris because he moved and uprooted his whole life to come be with me in San Diego and really close with his family and his friends there. Very you know, rooted in his community. So it was a huge step for him to come and be here to explore this relationship. And we know we say it all the time. We're like, had we not taken that step, I don't, you know, we may not be together. I feel like that, like going on a date or coming over for a visit and then never leaving is like a true sign of a relationship being able to survive long term because that exact same thing happened with me and my husband. Like we had a date, he came over, never left. And here we are married with kids years later. So I love that. Um, Was it, you know... (laughs) 300 square feet. That is a tiny home. Um, one thing me and my husband, yeah, (laughs) well, one thing me and my husband have always said, like seeing, well, you know, all those shows with tiny homes is we'd get divorced if we lived in that home. So (laughs) how was it for you guys? Was it smooth sailing or, you know, were there hard times? I mean, maybe we got in one argument, maybe one. What? Yeah. Yeah. It was easy. It, it was, I don't know what it was, but um, it was the easiest. And this was the first time I ever kind of in a relationship was living with someone, I guess you could say. And um, yeah, I mean, it turned out to be amazing. I mean, besides the fact that I can get off the bed and be in the kitchen. I mean, other than that, it was fine. <laughs> I would say like, I felt the beginning of that relationship when Chris and I were really, when he was staying with me, I really felt very like divinely supported in both of us pursuing this relationship. I just felt everything was falling into place. We really surrendered into everything and we just surrendered and it, and it worked out. And I think it just really became effortless for us. Right, baby. Yeah. I mean, it, at the end of the day, it would, nothing was forced and it came so natural to us that I think that's why we were able to kind of even grow closer together. Okay, I'm convinced you guys are going to be married for all of time. The fact that you were able to live in a 300 square foot place and not fight is like insanity to me. Wow. I know. It's cr- and Allie, I have like a closet full of clothes, not just a closet full of clothes, but like a dresser and then the storage wheel that goes under the bed stuffed with clothing. And I was able and willfully cleaned out part of my closet just for Chris. I was like, wow, I must like this guy. <laughs> you must. Um, you guys are adorable. So I have so much more I want to talk to you guys about, especially the wedding. But we need to take a break real quick. But you guys don't go anywhere because when we get back, we're going to hear all about Crystal and Chris and their big wedding day. Welcome back, you guys, to Bachelor Happy Hour. We are talking to the adorable Crystal and Chris, and we are so excited to hear all about your guys' wedding. I just love you guys. I mean, listening to you talk right now, you know, I haven't had the pleasure of meeting you in person. You guys are calling in. Um, but it just, it's love, and it's so obvious. Well, I appreciate oh, that, you. to be honest with you. that I'm actually 
I, I don't know what to say of how I feel that you're saying that because, I mean, you're definitely one of the upper echelon bachelorettes of our time. So, Oh, my gosh. That is seriously the nicest thing you can say. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, you're like the royalty, so it kind of feels good to hear from that. Okay, if you could see my face right now, it's bright red because I literally feel like the old school bachelorette that nobody has any idea who I am. Um, so I appreciate you saying that. Um, all right, let's get back into you guys. Um, Crystal first, you know, this is your wedding. I mean, both of you guys, I'm, you know, Chris, maybe you've dreamed about your wedding day your whole life too. I shouldn't, I shouldn't put that on Crystal. But, you know, it was it everything you dreamed of? You know, it actually was. It actually was because I said if I were to ever get married, I would not want to plan a thing. (laughs) And and that it would be in Mexico. And and that was it. I just wanted to do the dress and the cake. And that was exactly what we got. It was perfect. That's amazing. So you didn't want to plan anything. You just said, you guys take over, do what you got to do. I'm going to show up. Yeah, we had an incredible wedding planner, Megan Croft, who deserves the world. And she just, I made a Pinterest board, we made it together. And she ran with it. And they delivered. It was so beautiful. And we're so grateful um, to have that experience. I would say the best part for us was being able to bring our friends and family. And because it was filmed for Bachelor in Paradise, it was so cool for them to see behind the scenes of how the show is made. Because, as I'm sure you know, Ali, people outside of the show, it's hard to comprehend what goes on. So yeah, my friends definitely shared with me that they felt like they understood a lot more about this huge now part of my life uh, as part of the Bachelor franchise. That's interesting. So did either of you, you guys didn't have hometowns, right? No. Oh, no. No. Oh, see, because that's really where a lot of times, like, families get to see sort of the behind the scenes. But this, your wedding day was really the first time your families are seeing it. Yeah, it was. It, it was wild. And I, I, I'm really thankful because the, now they can relate. And I think before there were some things where they couldn't relate, they couldn't comprehend, like Crystal said. And, I mean, that also brought kind of me being able to open up and speak to them about previous experiences and them actually being able to comprehend kind of what I've been through now rather than before because they just understand it on a surface level. But now it's like they can go in depth and actually talk about it in a way where we can connect. And so that's that's probably one of the biggest things that I love about having everyone there. So what what kind of crap did they talk afterwards? No. <laughs> Where they're like, oh, this show, they shouldn't do that. What did, no, but really, what did they think? I, I think uh, my boys, because uh, I had five of my best friends there. They were my groomsmen. They were like, man, I don't know how you do this. They were like, that is unreal, uh, what we experienced. And I think one of my friends, though, was just wanting to go on the show. He was pressing for interviews. He was, I mean, he was, he was just doing whatever he could to be cast on the next uh, Bachelorette. It was, it was pretty hilarious. Oh, my goodness. I hope we see him uh, <laughs> when this airs. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, you know, Crystal, you said you didn't want to have to think about much planning-wise. But what about you, Chris? Was there anything that you were like, I need this at the wedding or this needs to happen? Or will you just go with the flow? Um, I pretty much went with the flow. Uh, I, I did just want a really nice custom suit. And other than that, uh, I wanted it to just be beautiful inside, which we got an inside beautiful wedding in Mexico. Because let me tell you, 
definitely would have had a heat stroke if we did it outside. So I got, I got what I wanted in that and uh, they made it beautiful and hats off to Megan. She did an absolute incredible job and I was blown away kind of when everything uh, began. So thank you guys. Oh, and I a- would say there were some really special mm-hmm. moments where during the ceremony, we got to really bring in elements of who we are and, you know, parts of our relationship. And we got to show that there were crystals everywhere and incense was burning. And we even had a smudging ceremony <laughs> by uh, the producer that really brought us together. Wait, so what is that? Really special. Uh, it's a sage burning of sage, which is a cleansing herb that you burn and you waft and wave over to 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 cleanse your aura, your energy field. And for us, it was symbolic because we wanted to shed who we were, the old selves. And we wanted to come into this marriage clean. That's beautiful. And united together um, with a clean slate. So it was really special to incorporate those little parts of us that like make our relationship us. For sure. Yeah. And you guys, even before the wedding, we saw on Instagram, you know, I was stalking you both. Um, you had a fabulous engagement party. Tell us about it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, you, you know, it, the thing was, is that we knew that there were going to be some people that couldn't make it to the wedding. And we also kind of wanted to celebrate our engagement uh, with a few people where they couldn't celebrate it because they weren't down there in Mexico when it took place. And so, yeah, I mean, it was just this beautiful uh, area here in uh, San Diego. And um, it was kind of like a bachelor style, the kind of way that it looked and it was set up. It was like in this discreet part of the mountain in uh, in Encinitas or I I forget actually where was it? Um, Escondido. Escondido. And uh, yeah, we just wanted to have a great time. And uh, yeah, it was beautiful. I mean, once again, Crystal, she she knows how to kick off and throw a party in beautiful places. So she nailed that one. So it was it was crazy because um, we were in talks with ABC about potentially having a wedding. And we were like, well, we really want to throw an engagement party before, but we're not sure if we will have a televised wedding. So what that was for us was it was like our mini wedding where we planned it. We were in control. We did food. We did flowers. We did decorations. And we got to invite everyone that we wanted to be there in case we did have a televised wedding and we're going to be a little limited on how much input we could put in there. Well, let's talk about that for a minute, a TV wedding. Cause that's, we hear, you know, people come off the show all the time and sort of talk about that. Like, will you, I remember after the bachelorette, the number one question I got in interviews was, will you have a televised wedding? Was that a difficult decision for you guys to make? Yes. I, for me, it <laughs> I mean, for, for, for me, it was because... I'm sensing another fight. No, your first fight, I should say. <laughs> your first married fight. No, I'm oh, kidding. No, you're right. It was, babe. Go ahead. Take it. it yeah. No, it, it was. I mean, it, this was months of talks and negotiations, but I think the biggest thing for me was the past experiences and being in that environment again, um, you know, and, and opening up those wounds um, that I previously had. And so... It was a big hesitation on my part because, yes, I wanted to do it, but I was also scared of the fact that how would I look this time around? How would everything be? Um, but, I mean, I have grown in the last year, and I've learned so many things over the course of time. And and so once uh, I was accepted uh, of the past and I kind of knew kind of what I needed to do this time around, um, I felt more comfortable with the decision-making. 
Okay. Well, you say past experiences, like, because you maybe had some negative past experiences. Because I did when I was the Bachelorette. Again, I don't know Bachelor in Paradise, but when I was considering getting married on TV to the guy I, I ended up with on the show, I remember being like really mad at some of the things that happened to me on the show um, or things I, situations I put myself in. Um, did you have right. those feelings too when you say past experiences? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, I mean, from The Bachelorette, I didn't have a good experience. And then the first part of Paradise wasn't the best either. So um, those two combined really uh, affected me emotionally. And I mean, sometimes affects me still to this day. But uh, I have a beautiful, supportive wife that is there by my side and helps me get through those those times of where your mind kind of likes to wander off. But um, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I definitely wanted to get married in Paradise. I definitely wanted my family to experience that. Um, I wanted to see Crystal walk down the aisle uh, in a beautiful wedding dress. So there was no doubt in that. It was just making sure that um, I was emotionally stable and emotionally intelligent enough to go ahead with the process. The, what can you tell us about the ceremony? We're so excited to see it. Crystal, I cannot wait to see your dress and see you walk down the aisle. I'm sure, I mean, you're stunning and, you know, I, we know you're going to look stunning. But what can you tell us? What can we expect? Well, I can say this. I tried on 26 dresses. <laughs> 26 dresses. I tried on over 14 hours, 26 dresses. And I will say every dress I tried on was absolutely stunning. And I felt that it brought out all these different sides of me, different personalities. And ultimately, I kind of sat there and I realized that I had been, I was wearing magnificent gowns, like $50,000 dresses. What? And, yes like designers who had designed Kate Middleton's dress. And Please tell me ABC picked up this tab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, was, it was definitely a blessing. <laughs> but I was wearing these dresses, and I remember I was with my, Carrie, my stylist, and he's like, wow, they're bringing out different sides of you. And I go, I know I'm feeling like royal. I'm feeling glamorous. I'm feeling flirty. I'm feeling fun. And so I just wanted to go with a really – a simple dress that made me really feel like I was being seen and I wasn't being overshadowed with a dress. And so I loved my Martina Liana gown. It was absolutely just perfect, um, perfect for me. And my bridesmaids looked so beautiful because they all had these McDougal gowns that were just elegant. And I would say though, the best part of my wedding prep was getting my makeup done by Anastasia Beverly Hills because their team just, they made me feel so glam, so beautiful all weekend long. And, you know, every girl wants to shine from the inside out. So I, I can't wait to see how it's going to look. Oh my gosh, you're making me so excited. I love weddings. I just love them <laughs> so much. And you're making me very, very excited yeah. to see your guys. And then Chris looks really handsome too. Oh yeah, Chris, who are you wearing? Yeah, so uh, I was wearing a custom Hugo Boss suit. And uh, thank you to Carrie for making it easy and quick. The suit was absolutely beautiful. And then uh, all my boys, actually, all my groomsmen uh, got black tux uh, set up from the black tux. So they looked amazing. Uh, thank you, black tux, for helping them out. And also the uh, bridesmen's, because Crystal had some bridesmen, they had the black tux as well. Yeah, I did. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Were they just like best friends of yours or who was your bridesman? All best. All, my little whack pack. <laughs> all my little besties. Plus Angela Aww. from the show. That was my, my bridal party. Amazing. I cannot wait to see it all. Um, so how was, let's talk about that first kiss that you guys have as husband and wife. Did you practice beforehand? Was it a peck or did you go all out? 
So I always play all out. (laughs) I went all out and I thought I went all out, but I think Chris wanted me, Chris Harrison wanted me to go in for it again. Um, And I had already picked her up and stuff. So I was like, you know what? All right. So I I went in again for, for even a bigger one. So I guess I tried to outdo myself the second time. (laughs) Yeah. We had two kisses. Oh, because, because he didn't say you may kiss the bride. (laughs) As soon as he just announced us as man and wife, we immediately kissed. And And then he goes, wait, you may now get the bride. <laughs> so yeah. Again. I forgot about Aww. that. You yeah. guys couldn't wait. You couldn't wait to seal it with a kiss. That's so sweet. Yeah, we couldn't wait. It was fun. So Chris <laughs> officiated. When you asked him, were you guys nervous to ask him? Or was it like Papa Chris or Brother Chris? I think he gets mad when I call him dad. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, like my dad, you know, Chris Harrison of the Bachelor franchise. He's like, I'm not that old. Stop calling me dad. But what was it like asking him? I mean, it was easy. I mean, it was kind of like effortless. And I mean, you're in paradise. Who else would you rather have officiating than the legend himself? And um, I mean, he was really nice and heartwarming that whole uh, week that we were down there. I mean, we got to hang out with him before the wedding. Um, you know, he gave us a little pep talk. So, I mean, he, it's like you said, he's like that father figure in Bachelor Nation. So great man. Um, very compassionate uh, towards everyone in Bachelor Nation. So Great guy to officiate. Couldn't, couldn't have wanted anyone else. Yeah, he was really awesome. And he spent a lot of time with us that weekend prior to the wedding, just getting to know us and um, giving us advice. And it, it was really special. I feel like we really bonded with uh, Chris Harrison. And I was in my little Chris sandwich. So <laughs> I was yeah, it was great. But yeah. one thing I do want to say that um, we love so much about the wedding not only was it really special to have it at Vedanta, which is where we, you know, had our first date and said our first I love yous. Um, we designed beautiful Neil Lane custom rings that Aww. I am so excited to finally show off because I haven't been able to post pictures. So is this not a traditional type ring? Te- te- tease, tease something about this ring. No. So... Uh, well, we went in there and we were so happy because Neil Lane was actually there when we went to go try on our rings. And I sat there trying on all these ones and I go, honestly, here's what I want in my dream ring. And I was like, I want it to fit. I have a pear shape. So when you w- work with a regular band, you get a little gap because of the base of the pear. And I go, I just want to create this custom ring that conforms to my ring with bigger diamonds to act as a crown carriage underneath to accentuate the beautiful ring and he goes okay i got it i got it i got it and i was like wait do you got it i'm not sure and he got it it's beautiful and baby tell me about your ring yeah i mean i have a one of a kind uh hand neo crafted ring himself where um no one's ever had this ring uh i don't think he's ever made it for anyone and i'm the first um it's a game of thrones style type ring uh, where it's very rustic, uh, but also with a hint of modern touch. And also, I got a fat rock, so I had to... Uh, oh! <laughs> it's, I, a, I, it's a hammered gold with a raw diamond. Oh, inside. my! these sound fabulous. I cannot wait to see these. We're actually going to have a bunch of pics um, from your guys' wedding up on BachelorNation.com. So for all of you guys listening, make sure to go check that out on BachelorNation.com. So you guys, let's talk about the, we talked about Chris Harrison. You know, Chris, you talked about some of your guy friends being there. What about past Bachelor in Paradise contestants? Who from your season of Bachelor in Paradise can we say, expect to see? Ooh, um, so Becca was there. 
Becca and Kia. Kia. We had Raven and Adam who had just gotten engaged. Oh. Ben Higgins and his girlfriend. Uh, Ashley and Kevin were there. Um, Ashley and Jared. Ashley and Jared. Wow. Yeah. So we had we. It's a party. Yeah, we had some of the greats. Uh, it was nice because definitely wanted them there. Definitely close with a few of those people. So it was nice to just kind of have people who are kind of like not only iconic in Bachelor Nation, but um, inspirational, not just by their relationships, but what they're doing with their lives and and their careers um, and, and the good for the people. So it was nice to just kind of have that type of environment, um, you know, drama free. It was a beautiful ceremony, a beautiful uh, reception, beautiful night. Um, can't say that for like the Bachelor in Paradise side because you'll probably see that. I don't really cast. know what went like that. That's a whole nother for the story. current cast, right? Yeah, there was yeah. current cast because I actually heard there was there is going to be some drama. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately, and that's that's kind of what scares me. But um, yeah, I was like know. drama free. There was a lot of drama. Well, I, I meant drama free from like our our side, you know, with our friends and family and mm-hmm. and the cast. But I mean, as far as the the Bachelor in Paradise side, there definitely was some tears. There were some people stressed out, um, but I mean, I, I guess will say, that- I will say I'm, I'm a little nervous to actually watch the wedding because of how much drama I heard had gone on. Oh no. Yeah. Um, what did you hear? Tell, tell, tell well, me what you well, heard. Well, my buddy, a lot of tears. <laughs> yeah, we, we uh, Crystal and I left um, at a certain time. Um, you know, it was probably about 12, 1230 at night and they were still filming. And so my boys actually stayed because of course, they wanted to live in the moment as long as they could. <laughs> they were loving it. And um, they stayed till like the end of filming. And so they were just hands on with their eyes. But I mean, from what they said, there were definitely some conversations with people that left uh, not good endings between people. There were tears. There were people crying in corners and bathrooms. And so, I mean, yeah. I, oh, my goodness. I hear there's Kaylin and Dean have something go down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, I think uh, Kaylin and, and Dean, I don't know the. the yeah, I, I know. So, but, um, yeah, I guess Dean had broken up with her the day before the wedding. And then it was her birthday. <laughs> so she's at the wedding. Oh, wow. Her birthday, just so heartbroken. And so that was really tough for her. And of course, I mean, your boyfriend breaks up with you on your birthday and you're at a wedding. Like, how would you not have tears? And I didn't know that until later. And Kaylin and I got to connect and, and chat about it. But um, oh, yeah, I, I hate that for up. her. Yeah, I know. So sad. So sad. So I'm really hoping that it doesn't take away from the wedding. Um yeah, I don't think it will. I don't think it will. I think we'll see some drama for sure. But if there's one thing that I will say, you know, the Bachelor Nation franchise is known for some drama. But when it comes <laughs> to the love stories, the true love stories like you guys, I feel like they're very respectful yeah, of keeping are. that sort of sacred. I mean, if there's drama, I, I'm just happy that I'm not involved. So it's, <laughs> let, let, if, there, if, there, if I have to risk having a wedding and there be a little bit of drama and I'm not included, hey, I'm all on board for that. Also, there's a conversation between JPJ and Derek. Do you guys know anything about that? Um, I heard about it. Everyone my mom told me about it. Oh, gosh. What did mama say? Uh, my mom said, uh, you know, she, she thought. She didn't know John Paul Jones was actually like a really good guy. She thought that he was just like a surfer bro, like he kind of claims on the show. And so she really liked John Paul Jones, but then she also really liked Derek. And I guess a situation happened with Taisha, and they got into it regarding Taisha. I don't know the extent of the actual conversation, but my mom said that 
um, you know, John Paul Jones got in Derek's face and then it was loud. And my mom's like, I got nervous. I had to get up and leave and go to the other bench. And I'm like, oh my God. And then she was just like saying how he storms off and, you know, that's kind of how it went down. Yeah, there's a lot oh of my. finger pointing, a lot of uh, hair flipping, and uh, <laughs> drama we can expect. Oh my gosh, poor Mama Goose. She was like, what's going on? Get me out of here. I got to move benches. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh so what are your actually uh one of your bridesmaids crystals angela right um were you worried about angela and clay given their past seeing each other oh definitely they used to date oh, yeah yeah i was definitely um had some concerns about that <laughs> because again i didn't want it to be uh, my wedding to be about someone else well, so well, clay, definitely... clay was gonna be one of my uh groomsmen and then I changed it last minute. Wait, who is going to be your groomsmen? I wanted Clay to be one of my groomsmen. You, you know, did. Well, I mean, Clay and I are really close. You know, that's that's one of my close guys. So, um, and then at last minute, I just felt in my heart. This was, you know, prior to even the show filming and everything that uh, I made the switch to make sure that you know he wasn't a part of it, just because I didn't want that kind of storyline to take place and then be across from each other. And it'd be like the battle of like the groomsmen versus the bridesmaid of like the past relationship. So I didn't want that. Right. I didn't want that, that story, yeah. I didn't want that storyline to kind of get involved. It's so, it's so funny. You think about all the pressures to planning a wedding and then here you guys are with these additional pressures oh, of having God. to think about things like that. Right. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's like, and then, then you're there and you're at the reception and you know, you're cheersing and you're about to do the dinner and you're just looking over to the right and it's all bachelor people and you're in your mind, you're like, oh my God, what kind of relationships are here right now that can go down? Because only a few people stayed from paradise. Um, you know, we announced a few people to stay and the rest had to leave and go back to the island. So, oh. so a few, uh, so everyone from paradise got to watch the ceremony, but only a few got to stay for the reception. Right, and that's smart. Like I, you guys yeah. want the people you actually know at your reception, you know, like if you don't know somebody, it's like, cool, thanks. I, I, you seem like a nice person, but this is my wedding and I don't know who you are. Yeah. Yeah. There was still a large portion of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, so yeah. did Angela and Clay, sorry, to, I don't want to harp on them, but I'm just curious. Did they meet through you guys? Yeah, they met through me. Um, I set them up and, I, you know, we were, when we were in paradise, Angela and I were talking and we became really close friends. And before we left paradise, I was like, Angela, I have this guy, you know, a good friend of mine back home where I feel like everything you've talked about of what you look for in a man this guy has and I feel like he would definitely be attracted to you and I think that there would be some sort of connection there and so when we got back I linked them to a, I linked them up together and then we went on a family trip uh Crystal and I and them two to Miami for a weekend and you know they they blossomed and they grew to a, a couple that we thought were going to take it to that next level yeah but we really did. unfortunately it just didn't it didn't turn out that way and um I'm sure on paradise you'll get to see a conversation between Clay and Angela Oh, interesting. Because let me backtrack here. I, sorry, I'm going to get back to your guys' wedding, but I've got to dig into this. Annalise, at the beginning of the season, kind of got into it with Clay, and she was like, hey, you know, Angela's my friend, and I'm not cool with how you left her. It, is the way he left her, in your opinions, what Annalise was saying, that she was kind of blindsided? Was it to go to paradise? 
That's a great question. And to be honest with you, everyone, everyone's going to have their perception and everything can look a certain way to each individual eye. But I think at the reality of the day, I think what we need to stand by is that they were definitely a great couple. There's no doubt about it. They were definitely talking about children and kids and, and she loved him. However, there was something missing for him to never be in love with Angela. And I think him not being able to fall in love or uh, be in love with her led him to wanting to get out of that because he didn't want to hurt Angela, which at the end of the day still hurt her. But I know it looks a certain way, maybe to some individual's eyes, but at the end of the day, he just had to get out of something that he wasn't fully committed in with his heart. And also to say, this is really important to bring up. Clay has been playing football for professionally for nine years. He didn't get drafted again. So he's literally searching for an identity in what's, his life going to be and he provides for his family and takes care of a lot of people and I think that that's a really scary situation when you're not working you want to have a strong partner that can you know come in there and support and I think where he felt was that you know Angela really wanted to settle down and you know raise a family and that really scared him he wasn't ready for that yeah he wasn't ready he wasn't ready and he needed to let her go to go find his nut, you know, to go find his nut and find his bone, his new bone, because he's not doing football anymore. So I understand I the that, pressure. Yeah, no, I love that you guys shared that, you know, he takes care of his family and stuff with that income from football. I mean, that just proves to me the amazing guy that I've thought Clay was all along. I'm obsessed with him. Like, if he doesn't end up with Nicole <laughs> from the show, like, I'm rooting for him to be the next Bachelor because I just think he is just the full package. Um, so I love hearing your guys' insight on that. It's very, very interesting because, you know, we are seeing Clay and Nicole you know, have a really serious relationship. What are your guys' thoughts on that, being so close to Clay? Yeah, I mean, uh, let me tell you, Nicole, great great girl. I think uh, the fight between Christian and Jordan kind of put clarity into her, knowing that the aggressive man that she maybe she thought she liked because she's used to that in Miami because I'm, I'm from South Florida and, my, and Orlando, and I know how guys are over there, especially the Spanish guys, that that's not what she wanted at the end of the day. And she resorted back to that teddy bear that she knew was the right man for her. And I think the relationship right now is strong. Uh, I think now what we'll see is nothing getting in the way of that and them just continue to blossom and grow. And it'll be interesting because at the end of the day, she does seem to be fitting and very calming and nurturing to Clay, which Clay does like. And um, she can also sing. So that's a plus. I think, oh my gosh, I think song. that with Nicole, though, I mean, granted, clearly her types in the past haven't worked out. because <laughs> She's in paradise. But there's definitely an element where she really wants a strong man and, and is really seeking that. And being Latina, definitely that strong passion is, you know, her culture. And so I'm curious to see if Clay will be strong enough in that attitude. I know physically he is, but he's so sweet and so soft and he's such a nurturer that I'm curious to see if that'll be enough for Nicole. Interesting. I, I, I think that's a very good point. That will be very interesting. See, we even see her say to him, and I, I'm, I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember verbatim, but something about him needing to like step up to Christian yeah. and and, you know, and that's not who he is. And he told her that. So we'll yeah. have to see long term whether or not they can find that balance. That will definitely be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, real quick, I want to get your guys' thoughts on a few more things with Paradise this season. Have you been keeping up fully? Like, have you been watching every episode? <laughs> we have. We are yeah, caught yeah. up. 
Okay, so I have to ask you guys' thoughts on Demi and Christian because that is just a huge, I don't even want to say storyline because it's so much more than that. Just huge thing for the Bachelor franchise. What did you think watching last week's episode? What did you think, Allie? I want to know what Me? you think. Yes. I thought it was awesome. I mean, I honestly, I found myself crying. I found myself just like seeing the love between these two women, a love that we have not, a type of love that we have not seen on the show before. I feel like on the show, and we talked about this last week on the podcast with Demi, is that on the show, we, we you know, we crave different kinds of love, right? Like we've seen like a, like a white person love a white person, right? Like now we're starting to see like different relationships with diversity, whether it's Latina or African-American or, you know, whoever it may be. I, and I think we're craving more of that diversity. We hope that there'll be a black bachelor soon. We have our amazing, you know, my co-host in this podcast, Rachel, as the first black bachelorette. And I think it's so refreshing and so amazing to see this new love. That's my thoughts on it. Yeah. I mean, um, one thing I can say about this is the reason why I admire this and why it's close to my heart is because uh, my younger sister is lesbian and it took her about a year to like even tell me so for someone to go on a platform of this nature and express how they feel knowing that there could be criticism or backlash or uh, negativity because uh, that's the risk that we face on this platform very bold and um, very a very uh, courage move on Demi's part and it's nice to see because it's not nothing new. I mean, there are a lot of same-sex relationships in this world, and we can't control how we feel or how we think uh, about a gender. And it's beautiful to see that someone had the courage to step up, um, face those fears, let us in, and to trust us knowing that um, you know we uh, are fully supportive. And so, uh, yeah, I commend her for everything that she's done up until this point. And um, I commend also her girlfriend to never be exposed to the bachelor nation environment to come right in and to share your story like that is something unheard of. Absolutely. I got to ask you, Chris, you know, you said that it took your sister a year to become comfortable coming to you and opening up to you about that. And I think that that again, just puts into perspective for people the gravity of what Demi is doing. Like she, like you just said, putting it out there for everybody and not only being brave enough to open up about it on that pla a platform like Bachelor in Paradise where all, all three of us know, and if Rachel was here, she'd be saying the same thing. We know the criticism that comes along and how hurtful it can be. Mm -hmm. um, and so doing this thing that, you know, being open about your relationship that not everybody's going to agree with because that's the world we live in, unfortunately, doing that. But then on a whole nother level, not just talking about it, having Christian, you know, come to paradise, having them both stay in paradise and explore their relationship even further. Like this is Demi's first relationship, serious relationship with a woman. I just think it's so you said it perfectly, Chris. It's just so brave of her. And she's not only going to change lives. I said this before. She's going to save lives. And I just love her for it. Yeah, she uh, she's transcending um, the imagery of perception when it comes to same sex. Um, and so that's huge because there's a lot of hate uh, sometimes behind this topic. But I think what she's doing is transitioning that word hate into love um, based on what we're seeing.
So well said, Chris, truly. And I, I feel like whenever we talk about this, like I just, I don't know, there's no words I feel like that I can use to describe just how I feel about it and how happy I am about it because I think it's so important for our culture, for the Bachelor Nation, for everybody. And I just love Demi so much. And uh, I can't wait to see what happens with her and Christian moving forward. So with that said, I'm, I'm assuming we're all rooting for Demi and Christian based on this conversation. Yeah, but what other rooting. couples are you guys rooting for? I mean, I'm rooting for Derek for Bachelor. I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, and the reason why I say this is because not only is he a man, like a mature man, but um, he is the definition of someone who is an emotionally intelligent human being and someone who shows compassion and, and knows how to understand a woman. And if you want a bachelor who uh, is a man that has his stuff together, that um, is emotionally stable, um, he could have easily had the option of blowing this up and making it about him and, and being selfish. Um, but instead, um, because he is a mature man, he went the route of understanding her emotions and putting Demi's emotions first rather than his own agenda, which I think is something that you normally don't see. And the reason why he would be a great bachelor is not only is he heartbroken from this, because he really did um, like, if not love Demi based on, you know, what we're seeing. But, um, you know, you're dating all these women. Um, he is someone who can give you all different facets of personality and emotion with relationships. And I think that that would be very compelling for, for TV. You know, I'm not mad at that answer. I, I would get on board with the uh, Derek for Bachelor train. There's a good, there's a lot of good candidates um, out there, I feel like, for Bachelor this season. So it's going to be a tough choice for sure. Do you see any of the current couples getting engaged? If you had to bet money on it, who do you see getting engaged? At oh, the I see season? Hannah and Dylan. Absolutely. <laughs> getting engaged. Yeah. Really? Definitely. Oh my gosh, I feel like I that at this point I am not there yet with them. Like I feel like she just chose him. Does she really want to be with him yet? Well, like he, that's well, so interesting. He's one hundred percent proposing. <laughs> oh, 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 yes. Oh, that's a good okay. word to put. When you put it that way, yes. <laughs> he is one hundred percent proposing. Will she say yes? That is the question. But he is definitely proposing. I think that I think they're really I think they're really sweet. My thing with this relationship is um. I want to know how, how – I really like them as a couple. I want to know how it's going to go after the show because if they're still together, you know, and if they're, if they are together and they do get engaged, how they'll be because Hannah's a girl that can have any guy she wants. And mm -hmm. definitely I can relate in elements in my younger years of I like the guys that play hard to get. I like the guys that make me work for it because when you're smothered – you know, with love and attention, sometimes it's just too much. Um, and I feel like Dylan is really, I mean, just crazy, crazy, crazy over her. And it might be a little much. I don't know. I feel like it's too much until it's the right person. Like, I think she yeah. thinks it's too much because maybe it's not the right person. Like, I will say from, I don't know how you're, um, you, you know, you guys should t tell us what your experience was. But when I met my husband, I was like, get, uh, smother me, smother me. I'm so into you. I want to smother you back. I, I'm not I'm not that way. I mean, I don't like to text much. Um, and I like to give people their space. And so like, when we have our moments, um, we have our moments. But at the end of the day, I think I've learned early in like my 20s that uh, smothering and like wanting to be needy and attention and just be all over the other person just isn't healthy. And so uh, nowadays, like for Crystal and I, like, 
I always knew not to call her before a certain time because she has her morning routine. She likes to walk. So when we left Paradise, like we wouldn't talk till about the afternoon um, for the first time of the day. And we rarely texted because she doesn't like the text and I don't like the text. So when we did talk, it was FaceTime or a phone conversation. So, you know, early on, when you get out of paradise, you learn these things quick, because especially if you want the relationship to grow and evolve, you have to kind of understand your partner and understand uh, what to do and what not to do. And so I knew that she was independent. I knew she liked her alone time and I had to honor that. And so that's, and it's still like that to this day. And I will say, um, Chris, allowing me to have that, well, it'd be, it's a non-negotiable, but like I have to have that time to myself. It's not negotiable, but it, because he honors it and he's so allowing and respectful of me needing my time, like my personal space to grow and develop in my ways um, and just make sure I'm centered for the day. It makes me miss him. You know, he lets me be me and that's really special. And yeah, I miss him. Even yeah. though we live together and we're together all the time, I still miss him throughout the day. Yeah. Well, you guys are one step ahead of me because I was going to ask what advice you have for couples that get engaged from the show, but there, you just did it right there. Um, I guess I will end with just uh, asking you guys what you hope everybody sees tomorrow night when they watch your wedding. I hope that people see just because you have a bumpy start to a journey doesn't mean it has to end that way. And you have the power and ability through a lot of work um, self-examination and opening your heart and forgiving Forgive, forgiving yourself, um, you can transform your life. And when you find the right person, because you become open that, you know, you become a better version of yourself. So I hope that our journeys throughout the entire Bachelor franchise that we've done can really give some hope and shine some light. Well, that was beautifully said. And, you know, I, I even would take that a step further to say, like, just for everybody who watches couples get together on Bachelor Nation, they're putting their hearts, they're putting their lives out there and, you know, just to have some grace for everybody. And, you know, sometimes it turns into a beautiful love story in the end. So thank you guys so much. I will say on behalf of Bachelor Nation, we're just so happy for you both. I mean, you are a success story out of the franchise. Did you ever think that back when you were on The Bachelor, Crystal, or when <laughs> no. you were on The Bachelorette? No. No. <laughs> no. Well, you are. You are. And we're so happy for you guys. We cannot wait to watch the wedding tomorrow night. And we are so excited to see what the future holds for you, too. I can't wait to see little goose babies running around here soon. Or not too soon. Not but. too soon. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much um, for everybody listening. Do not forget to tune in to Bachelor in Paradise tomorrow night to see their wedding. Um, it's going to be beautiful and I cannot wait. And in the meantime, you can get all the latest Bachelor Nation news on BachelorNation.com right now. And listeners, we want to hear from all of you out there. So please, please, please tell us what you like and don't like about the show. Um, be nice. We read your comments and take them to heart. <laughs> so, but we do appreciate constructive criticism. Tell us what you want to hear more of. And you can also email us at happyhour at bachelornation.com or visit bachelornation.com and click podcast wherever you're listening to this right now. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back. And this season, we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. He was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's of kid treatment. 
Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late night legend John Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now, this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.